Welcome to episode 19 of the Out of Bounds podcast. As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, we are a man short this week, but it's all good, though. It's all good because we're going to pick it up for our boy, Noah Austin. Shout out to him. He'll be back next week. But for right now, you're going to be rocking with the with the duo. I go by the name of Liddell, the fashionista, manager out of here at True Culture Magazine, as well as the James Harden at this big three operations. And alongside me is the man in the middle, Mr. Donnie. Do not call me Donovan Wilkins. How you doing today, brother? <sighs> Well, I, I told you off camera the problems that I'm dealing with right now, but um, okay. So, uh, for the sake of content and fill the okay. time on the episode, let's go over some of those problems that you don't mind. Like, what's some of the problems? Like, let's let our Tuck family out there know what's going on. Well, stupid fucking fetish, uh, fetish, <laughs> fetish, <company>. fetish. <laughs> That's fetish? what they should be called. Yeah, fucking assholes. They lost my fucking camera equipment that I needed for the upcoming uh, music festival that I'm going to. So I'm dealing with them. They said they delivered it at 9 a.m. I'm like, well, where the fuck it's at? And then the uh, the camera website is saying something different that is still in transit. The FedEx is saying that it's been delivered. So somebody owes me fucking money and a free camera. And a free yeah. camera. See, that's the part. Black people always want free shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I paid forty dollars for uh two day shipping. I want that back. That's I want your my shipping. <laughs> I, I want everything. I I want the whole shit back and give me a new fucking camera. That's your wait. Hold on, tell me, tell me. So you want your money back? You yeah. want your shipping back? And, <laughs> and yeah, and, and I you, want that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you want the camera for free? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you go. You like, want reparations too? Nah, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> for reparations. Like you want all this shit for free? Like yeah, because they, they fucking lost my shit. Like I, this is but, uh, like worse. But how? But how do you know that is lost if it's still in transit? Because I get, I have two fucking companies telling me different things. I have the fucking camera company telling me that it's still being shipped. It's in a process of shipping. But I have FedEx saying that it's been delivered. So somebody is lying and somebody is going to catch a case. Did you bother check the tracking number? Yes. And what does it say? It say it has been delivered. So it was delivered, and you just wasn't around to answer your door. I wasn't around to answer my door. They don't got to knock. All they got to do is just leave the package there. And I live, I, I live in a white neighborhood. Okay, I live in South Philadelphia, but on the white side. <laughs> so why, wait, why are you sound so proud to say that? Like I live, I live in a white neighborhood. <laughs> Come on, let's. Like, think, think of it, so who like, would it? So wow, <laughs> black man, wow. white neighborhood. Okay, so do you associate being a part of a black neighborhood? Do you associate black neighbors for a bad neighborhood? Is a predominantly black neighborhood to you a bad neighborhood? In terms of Philadelphia, yes, because they're so, all fucking ghetto, ghetto hood, rundown. Yeah, and is it safe to say that you feel safer around white people? No, I feel safer because cops patrol this area a lot. So wait, why are cops patrolling the area a lot if it's white people? Because it's sort of 
like near the Taurus, like near Pats and Genos and stuff like that. So, oh, so then, so the Casa was patrolling around to protect the property. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And nobody's so, gonna try shit, even though fucking Walgreens gets robbed like twenty four seven. But that's wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's there's a Walgreens on at the end of my block that's always being reported um, as robbed or somebody got stabbed or somebody pulled a gun or it's just, I don't know. Yeah, who you think who you think did it? I, I don't know. I don't go to the place. I go to Rite Aid across the street. <laughs> Wait, so so is Rite Aid the place with the white cashiers? No, they're black. Okay. I'm not. I'm not anti-black. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're getting. <laughs> oh my god! But I. Like I said, I'm just waiting for FedEx to figure out what the fuck they did with my shit. But yeah, I'm good. But then you also said that you went to the park. So how do you know that that wasn't delivered when you went out to the park? Because I told you off camera that I went to the park two hours prior to this. They said they delivered it at 9.22 a.m. Even if they did deliver it. What time zone? Eastern Standards. What the fuck you mean what time zone? (laughs) What what do you mean with time zone? I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out where your package is at. I'm trying to help you. No, you're not. You're trying to accuse me of not being here for my package when I told you. I I live on a block where a, a bunch of people get packages and they're never no, I, I usually get my packages, but nobody but nobody has an extended skill the packages. No, no, not today. But uh yeah, I, I honestly I don't know where the fuck it is. I I just know I need my camera equipment for the festival. That's maybe, all I know. Maybe somebody jack your shit. Nobody jacks shit on this block because it's predominantly white. Yes, but if it's predominantly black, if I said maybe somebody jack your shit, you would basically be like maybe. Yeah, and if I brought Jordans, <laughs> but nobody's going. Fucking go so so my- so you associate black people with um theft. No, I don't, but I'm saying if it was something of value, n- no black person is gonna take my camera equipment. Why not? Well, I don't no- want no black person. <laughs> <laughs> So you want my shit to be no, sold. no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'll just say like for you to say no, nobody's gonna take it. Like you ever heard like people flip shit all the time? Nobody's flipping a fucking <laughs> Canon AE one program. They go for like one fifty. Bro, that that just sounded like like a chemistry to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> numbers. <laughs> I got overwhelmed. I ain't gonna <laughs> like what? Look, man. Look, you you just made your camera sound like it was a PS2 or some shit. It it basically is like I can literally it it, it doesn't go for much because they're so cheap. Got you. Well, I hope you find your package, man. But I personally, I personally think that it was delivered just that due to maybe your negligence, you just did not receive it. 
What do you mean my negligence? All they do is <laughs> Yo, it's, it's not a high priority. It's not a high priority um uh package. All they gotta do is just leave they can leave it in front of my door. And I've never had a problem before. So is that normally I, how is that normally how they leave your packages? Yeah, usually if it's like if it's if it was a laptop or something like that, then I'll like need a signature or something like that. But it's uh it's a like a low quality uh package in their eyes. I, I think what it what they did was they scanned it early in the evening, uh early in the morning and never delivered it. Because I hear stories of drivers like scanning packages early to like meet their quota or something like that and then delivering the packages later. So maybe they did that. But it's fucking six thirty one. So I don't know. I'm supposed to be waiting on the text from them. Damn. I mean, baby is at the facility. Oh, I don't know where the fuck it is, but I need my shit. That's all. I'm just saying, bro. Like, baby, you could have been in a bathroom or something, and they probably knocked on your door. Like you never know, or maybe they left it with a with a neighbor. I don't need to meet them face to face to receive the package. They maybe leave it was, on the front doorstep. Maybe this was a new delivery guy. It was his first day. He didn't know what to do. I don't give a fuck who it was. <laughs> I need my package. <laughs> That's all. Okay, so basically we're at the point where like you want your money back, you want the shipping back, and you want the camera all for free. Yes, absolutely everything. That's not how or, the world works. Look, I don't, I don't know what else to do. Because I sure as hell ain't gonna purchase it again. And then have two cameras delivered. Sell one of them. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, bro, you gotta think like a hustler, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be my first. Is if I get two cameras. And they're both the same. I'm selling the other. Yeah, that's true. That does make sense. I mean, y'all Philly, y'all Philly niggas, y'all y'all don't think about these type of things, like. No, they do. It's just I don't. I didn't re- grow up in the ghetto. I'm trying to figure out how to process this right here because, like, <laughs> you make it, you make it sound like. You said that hustle mentality. I'm like, I I technically grew up in the ghetto, but not really because I moved to the ghetto light, the the light version of the ghetto, like in Albany. And what's what would you consider be like ghetto light? Where my neighbors was a white woman, and the girl across the street was white. And I had a Catholic school around the corner from me. And that's ghetto to you? No, I mean, I still grew up in Albany, but it wasn't as bad as it was when I was young. Now it's bad. Now they have, like, shootings every other day. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was close to a park. Like, it was close to, like, community services and stuff like that. Like, it was still Philadelphia and still, like, in the ghetto. But I was on a nice block. Like I had two white people, <laughs> <laughs> and the white people don't live in the ghetto unless they're going to yoga. 
It's just the fact that you associate white people with safety. <laughs> That's just funny to me. Yeah, because no white people are going to move to the ghetto. Especially like a You'll a be surprised. Family. You'll be surprised. If white people start moving into the ghetto, that means that the ghetto is no longer the ghetto. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw some girl jogging a couple of yeah, a couple of blocks down the street. I'm like, oh well, that's new. It's like like me as a part of like on part of me be a part of South Bronx, right? I'm not sure you ever took like the six train or because you've been to New York before, like the yeah. six to four to five, like that whole line. It's like when you see like a white person and it's like way past like the midtown, it's like gone into the Bronx. And basically, like it's past 125th Street, and it's still on the train. Right. You saw a look around, like, "Are you lost?" It's kind of yeah. like that type of thing. So that's what I say. If I start seeing a whole bunch of people, like, you know, I don't, I don't take the train no more. But like, if I start seeing like a whole bunch of people, like, on a train past like 125th going to the Bronx, that's why I basically know. Okay, like, yeah, they basically get all all the hood people up out of here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, all in all, just want my package. <laughs> I see. Speaking of getting up out of here, let's get into our NFL week two best and worst. Now, in terms of me for the best, as you know, like for me, it's definitely the Baltimore Ravens. My boys, they came through last night. I didn't have faith that they did. I'm a poor fan in that regard. I was kind of upset with Lamar Jackson because he threw like two first quarter interceptions, including a pick six. So like, damn, like, what's going on with my quarterback? But we pulled it off at the end. <laughs> Somehow, some way, we pulled it off, and my boy Lamar Jackson finally got the monkey off his back, and he beat Patrick Mahomes head to head. What were your thoughts on that matchup last night? It was great. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it was a very high scoring offense between both teams, or the defense just sucked all around. But, I mean, I think it's – I think when you have two players like that, Lamar Jackson, who's basically a team all by himself, and Patrick Mahomes, who can mm-hmm. sling it any given day of the goddamn week, you're going to have, like, a game like that. So, I mean, I, I thought it was fun. It was probably an early candidate for a game of the year. So you think it was better than the Monday Night Football game between the Ravens and the Raiders? Yes, one hundred percent better. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you say that, but me, like, I would, I could be biased. Like, oh, like this game was better because we won the game, but that Monday Night Football game that was just an emotional roller coaster. To me, that's the game of the year so far. Basically, all the primetime games so far have been great. The, yeah. the Cowboys, Bucks, the season opener, the Sunday. Wait, the Sunday night football game between the Rams and the Bears, that wasn't really too much. But the Monday night game between the Ravens and the Raiders, and then this past Thursday night game between the Giants and the Washington football team, that was pretty dope. And then last night's game, but then obviously at the time of this recording, this episode has been recorded before tonight's Monday night football game between the Packers and the Lions. But hopefully that will be a good game as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still pulling for Derrick Henry. Um, he's leading the NFL purpose fantasy team. I mean, of course. I mean, the dude got me 45 points yesterday. But um, yeah, for fantasy purposes, and I don't know. I just don't want him to take a step back. 
I remember last I played fantasy football, it was like 2012. I actually won the league. I actually won the league. I'll be out the year Adrian Peterson ran for like over 2,000 yards and I had him on my team. But I just don't really understand the appeal for fantasy football like that. Like, I'd be, maybe, I'd be getting flabbergasted sometimes when I'd be talking with people. And it happens all the time. Like, one of my closest friends, um, Danny's, he always be like, Well, like, I had this guy on my fantasy team. I need him to get this many points. I'm like, Nigga, like, I just want to, my team to win a game. Like, I don't care about, yeah, like, the fact that, oh, like, a player my team is on is on your fantasy team. Like, nah, I want my team to win. Like, yeah, I would have agreed with you maybe ten years ago. Um, but at, after getting into it and winning in my first um, time in a, a fantasy league, uh, shout out to Kendall by the way for trading me um, Sam Bradford for Cam Newton in his MVP season, which won uh, me the Super Bowl. So <laughs> Sam Bradford, man, that was a that's a name. <laughs> that's a name we'll speak of in uh, Philadelphia. He but, was, uh, <laughs> yo, they changed the, they changed the rookie pay scale after he got paid. Because <laughs> I remember, like the year Cam Newton came out the year after, and Cam Newton thought he was gonna get like the big bag his rookie year, but they they just. They basically like went to the that was around the time of like the NFL lockout, I believe. Yeah. And then they basically went to Taylor, like, nah, we're paying these rookies too much money. So Sarah Bradford is still the highest paid number one overall pick in NFL history. And he's yeah. out of the league right now. Yeah. Dude came in the league in 2010. It's only 2012. This quarterback's on subpar good performance. <laughs> I think he has a pretty decent quarterback. I know he played for the Eagles at one point in time. He he wasn't he wasn't the worst, but he, he definitely wasn't, wasn't our like, best. He was accurate, you know, which is a he ain't really thought of, he ain't really take chances like that doing the football. Yeah. That was his thing. But speaking of, you know, taking chances, and like I said earlier, get up out of here. I've pretty much fucked up my own segue, but it's all good. Well, how do you feel about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Like right now, they are on two. Urban Mind's on two as head coach so far, the Jaguars. And um they the football on the field hasn't been too pretty. No, so what are your thoughts on as far like you know Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, his performance so far? He had a rough game. He was the only rookie quarterback have a rough game yesterday. Um, Zach Wilson for the Jets had four picks. You know Justin Fields came in for release for the end of Andy Dalton. You know he, I believe he threw a pick as well. But you know small yeah. sample size with him. But how are we feeling about Urban Meyer so far? Two games into his tenure at the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. I think I think a lot of people are still uh, questioning his ability to coach at this level. Um, it's definitely not for every college um, coach. Like, I know you're like about three, four years younger than me because mm-hmm. I'll be thirty-one soon. I believe you just turned twenty-seven, right this year. Yeah, so I'm about four years older than you, but this is like remind me of Steve Spurrier back in like 2002, because Steve Spurrier he was like a legendary head coach at the University of Florida, won national championships and all that, Heisman Trophy winners, just like with Urban Meyer, you know, when he had with Florida, Ohio State, you know, great quarterback these national championship teams. Steve Spurrier gets to Washington first year and they were terrible. I don't, I don't remember the record, but I, don't, I know they definitely didn't win that many games. <laughs> you know, I know that fact, but it started to look exactly like, you know, you know I know it's, it's only two games, you know, but it started to look a, a whole lot like Steve Spurrier back in like 
2002, 19 years ago. So, yeah, I mean, even a little bit recent than that, uh, in Philadelphia, Chip Kelly, yeah, Chip Kelly was another one who dominated the league for the first year, but came back and everybody figured him out. And now he's uh, what coaching. Hold on. Hold on. Damn. I would get that for you. All I know is he fucked up our team. I think he's at UC, yeah, he's at UCLA. Yeah, he fucked up our team and then dipped. <laughs> so <laughs> but, but y'all wanna see that's what I said. Like funny niggas, y'all are never grateful. Yes, he, he fucked up your team and dipped, but soon after you got Doug Peterson and you won the Super Bowl. Yeah, which to this day, I don't really understand. You, the front office made it seem like it was either Carson Wentz or um, Peterson. Um, one of them had to go, and we ended up losing both. What so, I mean, I would rather have Doug Peterson. The thing is, you just don't oh, fire. Seaspur actually wasn't that bad. He went seven nine his first year in Washington and five and eleven his second year, so he wasn't that bad. Yeah. So, but yeah, you just don't fire your coach that got you your first Super Bowl, or you wait. Give... Hold on, I, I told you this, but then you want him fired? No, Haven't we had a debate no, about this. I believe I wanted Carson Wentz gone, but I did agree with you when we both and like we both. In, like we ended up with nothing. We don't. We don't have our co. Uh, we don't have our quarterback that took us to the Super Bowl because of reasons that nobody's really clear on, and we don't have our coach who took us to the Super Bowl. So it's. It, I and I will agree with what you said. Uh, Philly fans never grateful. Um, Y'all never won the Super Bowl. Y'all basically one yeah. one bad year, and we're ready to write off the two important pieces to our Super Bowl run. And yeah, so I will agree with that. It's just I, I think the way it went down was just stupid as shit, and we should have kept at least one of them. Okay, well, right now we're two games in to the mm-hmm. Eagles season. You've got to be competitive in both games. Yeah, you know, basically, like they call back a touchdown. During the game, yes, it gets the 49. Uh, regular, yeah. That basically fucked up the momentum of the game, and you guys never recovered from that since. But how? what is your assessment of the Philadelphia Eagles? Like, what's your assessment of Nick Sirianni, his job so far as head coach, and Jalen Hurts as your starting quarterback? I think uh, Nick is doing a, an okay job. Um, let's be realistic. The Eagles weren't going – 17 and 0. That just wasn't going to happen. Oh, for sure. Hell no. So it's, and people, I'm looking at the comments of the Eagles fans, and here we go with this. Like, I'm starting to see where everybody calls us toxic from. And these guys are just ready to write off our coach and the quarterback who've done so far so good. Um, I think it's just our defense needs to manage the tempo a little bit better. You know um, what? Defense. You said defense. I feel like I'm slurring a lot of <laughs> you words. Are, you, are, you sound like you're a Molly. Because <laughs> <laughs> my mind is elsewhere 
on this fucking package and stuff like that. But I'll, yeah, so, this is gonna be a short episode, man. We're gonna get, we're gonna get you up out of that way you can focus on your package. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think they're doing a pretty good job. Hell to FedEx. Yeah, I I think they're doing a a good job. Okay. I don't see nothing wrong with it. It's not time to write them off just yet. Uh, and although he's not here, but I know if, if he was here, I think I kind of figured what Noah say was like the worst for the week. And I'll definitely be Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons, you know. They just look, <laughs> they just look really bad right now, man. Like, like they did like there's a part in the game just against Tampa Bay where they it got kind of competitive, but Matt Ryan's throwing picks. I think, I, oh I, I think everybody knows now that it's time for him to go. You guys are in the midst of a reboot. You have a, a good wide receiver core. You have a star tight end. You have a star wide receiver. You have a subpar runner. It, I mean, in the new age of the NFL, running backs don't really, which I hate to say because I love me some running backs. Like running mm-hmm. back, like my favorite football player of all time is, uh, on the offensive side, Marshall Falk. On the defensive side, is Ray Lewis and Reed. But on the offensive side, Marshall Falk is my favorite running back of all time. So it pains me to say, that the running back position don't matter in the NFL anymore because like you could just plug anybody off the street and then you still have a running game. Like, look at Baltimore yesterday. Baltimore ran for over two hundred yards. Lamar Grant and Lamar had a hundred of those. But, I, was, I was saying, yeah. <laughs> but we got an undrafted um, second year running back out of BYU, Tyson Williams. He's balling right now. Like Devonte Freeman had two carries just yesterday for like over twenty yards. You know Latavius Murray. Basically, fresh into the system, he's running pretty good. So, like, you can just plug running backs in and out in, in, anywhere. The thing with Atlanta, they don't have a pass rush, no defense whatsoever. That, <laughs> but Deion, which they tried to rectify in the draft. Um, Deion Jones is a solid middle linebacker. AJ Terrell, the second year corner, out comes in, he has potential, but they don't have no safeties and they don't have no, no pass rushes. Like, and in this league, you need that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's time. If you're going to do a reboot, Matt Ryan isn't the guy that you want still on the team. But where will he go? Because this, about, this about Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> about, like, every team, this about has a quarterback. Like, what, you could send him to, like, what, Denver maybe? Texans? But, but Teddy Bridgewater doing pretty good. The Houston, but they rebuilding. So why I take on a veteran quarterback? Um, I, you could argue the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, you know, but I think but, they got a uh, Trula, Tula, Tula. He's he's hurt. He broke his. I think he like injured his ribs yesterday. So he's hurt. He hasn't been been looking too good. He's not even a captain. You know that's that's crazy. But they basically hand out captain patches just to just about anybody in the NFL today. But Tua Tunga alone, he's like the only quarterback from his class. You know that's not a captain on the scene. Trevor Lawrence is a rookie; he's a captain on the, on the Jaguars. Zach Wilson, rookie captain on the Jets. Now, granted, that says a lot about those franchises because neither quarterback has looked too good two weeks into the season. But <laughs> you know, the fact that you know here you are in your second year. Ryan Fitzpatrick basically was supposed to be a backup. He took the job from you. I bet you were sharing starting quarterback duties throughout the, towards the end of last season. Here right. you are, the clear-cut starter, and you still cannot command the respect of your locker room, of your coaching stats, for them to appoint you as the team captain. 
that says a lot right there in regards to Tua. So I think Matt Ryan, I could definitely see Miami as a potential home for Matt Ryan because the defense is just about there. And they had the weapons at receiver. Yeah, it just sucks that you guys because you're obviously not gonna drop uh release Matt Ryan. You that's just something you don't do. Um, so you're going to have to trade with him. Uh they should have took a quarterback last year's draft. This year's draft with that just passed, they, uh, um, I'm assuming that's what you meant. Like they took Kyle Pitts at time. They could have took Justice Fields. Just they could have, but I don't. But like I was saying last week in regards to Matt Ryan, like I could kind of understand mm-hmm. the attachment to him because of the fact that he's granted Michael Vick is an icon. You know, right. like we think of Atlanta football. There's two names that that immediately come to mind for me. Michael Vick and Deion Sanders. If I was to say a third, who you You keep uh okay, all right. I'll put Tony Gonzalez in that top five. Mm. You don't think so? Top five? No, I can't do that. I can't. I can't. His this is crazy. Cause it's not supposed to be an all-time list, but fuck it for the sake of content for the time. This is my top five in terms of like, you know, Atlanta football. In terms of like status as far as like you know, career wise, you know, importance of the franchise, I'll say Matt Ryan number one because he won the league MVP. He took him to the Super Bowl. He's the great on paper statistically, he's the greatest quarterback in Atlanta Falcons history. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'll say Michael Vick for the cultural impact and basically of put course. that quarterback on the map. Third, Deion Sanders. Prime time, like come on, it's, it's Deion Sanders. You're right. I, I totally forgot about him. Number four, <laughs> number four, Julio Jones, greatest wide receiver in the NFL Falcons history. And then number five, this might be a name that you are unfamiliar with because you're kind of a youngin, even though you're not that much younger than me. But there's a middle linebacker named Jesse Tuggle, who's a very important, vital piece of that Atlanta defense in the late '80s and into the 90s. So I think he'll round up my top five. And then outside the top five, I'll say Roddy White because he basically is the precursor to Julio. So Roddy White would be my sixth guy. And then seven. Fucking mic drop. Then seven, Michael Turner. Okay. And then I'll probably go Tony Gonzalez at number eight. Well, I think of Tony Gonzalez, I think of Tony Gonzalez at Kansas City. Rather than yeah, I was gonna say he did play most of his uh career in Kansas. Even though Travis Kelsey, like the way that dude play, he might be the greatest tight end in Chiefs history. <laughs> you know, so there you go on that. But I could kind of get the attachment to Matt Ryan. Like I said, all time leading passion and franchise history took it to the Super Bowl it's MVP, the only league MVP in the front in the history of the franchise. I get the attachment to him, but it's like it's, it's time for a rebuild. Like he been there since 20, 2008. You know, I remember him and Joe Flacco. Those were two like the big time quarterbacks out of that two thousand eight draft class. Joe Flacco's not in Baltimore no more, and he won us the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, it, it's it's not to say that Matt Ryan is trash. It's just he's not trash. He's the not the way trash. the league is moving and with these new age quarterbacks and you as the Falcons trying to, like, re-jump your franchise, 
because you never really recovered from that humility from that Super Bowl loss against the Patriots. It's it's time to let him go. Yeah, you're right. It's come on. And I, I think the fans agree. Yeah, so I'll, I don't think he'll be traded this year because you don't really see quarterback traded during the season. Like that typically does not happen. But in the offseason, depending on how things go with Tua, which I don't think is going to be good, I could definitely see the Miami Dolphins, you know, trying to make a, a run at Matt Ryan. They can't get Deshaun Watson due to, like, legal issues or whatnot. Then I, I think Matt Ryan would be a nice little backup player for them. Yeah. Now – in regards to like best of worst of the week, because like I said, my best of the week was obviously the Baltimore Ravens. Second week for the LA Rams, it kind of got a little scary against the Colts, but we was able to pull that out. So those are my two best. My worst, like I said, Urban Meyer, the Jaguars, they look like a mess right now. The Jets are looking like a mess because clearly Sam Darnold wasn't the issue. Clearly Sam Darnold was not the issue because he's pretty much been balling pretty good at Carolina. So it's not the wrong with the infrastructure at the Jets. I don't know because Zach Wilson, he's not looking, he's not looking too good right now. Even though it's, it's hard to tell with these rookie quarterbacks, but right now we live in an age with rookie quarterbacks. Like you, like you know, like you really, like you know, up front and you got somebody. Yeah, like, it's now within like the first five weeks, you know what type of quarterback you have on your hands. I remember with Lamar when he took over that star quarterback for Flacco. Like it was immediately known that okay, like yeah, this is our guy. Cause the Ravens did. We was like four, like four and five or four and six, something like that before Lamar took over. That he just willed us to the playoffs, right? So I'm like, all right, yeah, we know this is our guy. The next year he won league MVP. You know, Patrick Mahomes. You know, he didn't play his rookie year, but as soon as he got the chance, like when they shipped Alex Smith out, Mahomes got in. What did he do? He won league MVP. Right. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, basically, like, look at um, fucking um. Uh, Justin Herbert, what he did last year with the LA Chargers, you know, no team like he looked pretty good, one rookie of the year. You know, so it's basically, you know, when you have a quarterback, you know. But right now, two weeks in, Trevor Lawrence is not looking too good. They played the Houston Texans, which is not a good football team. The Denver Broncos, well, at least on paper, they're not. The Denver Broncos, which is kind of like you know, solid defense, but you know, not to really you know be too not an intimidating team, yeah, yeah. The Jets, you know, they play Miami week one, which is a solid team, but, like, nothing to be too worried about. And then the Patriots, so, like, basically, like, they're in a rebuild in a sense. You know, they still have a pretty good defense. Stephon Gilmore is, like, you know, one of the best corners in the league. But still, like, the Jets, like, your quarterback should not be looking this bad, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Especially your, your franchise guy. Right, so those are my worst of the week. So for you, like, what would you say was the best and the worst from you for week two? Um, I think I will say for the best is obviously Tom Brady with his five touchdowns. Oh my god, that dude go play into his fifties at this point. At this point, it's not even fair. <laughs> and then I, I, I give up hating on Tom Brady. I know, you know how like sometimes you guys might be like, oh my god, like I'm hating on Chris Paul. I don't hate on Chris Paul. Chris Paul is not he's just not that guy. He's just not. But in the case of Tom Brady, like I'm done hating on the man. Like the dude, like he got his MVPs, he got his Super Bowls, he proved that he can win without Belichick. There's nothing at this point. There's nothing. Even yeah. like with LeBron, like with LeBron James, I really can't either. Though, I think like he's basically stacking a team and they look at they won a championship this year. 
okay to me. I don't really put him ahead of Jordan or anything like that. But I can't shit on LeBron because he won in Miami. He won yeah. in Cleveland. And he did what all greats are supposed to do when they go to the Lakers, and that's won the chip. So ain't really so much I can say about LeBron no more. Same case with Brady. Like, dude won without Belichick. And he's like, what, 45 years old? Like, you got to give it to the man. Right. So, yeah. And for my worst, it would probably be I, – I wouldn't say he's necessarily the worst, but for you to give up the game like that, it's just crazy. Uh, Joe Burrow. Who threw for 207 yards and two touchdowns, granted, but those three interceptions, man, you can't forgive that. Yeah. Yes, I'm with you on that. So, as you know, like week two of the NFL, see, it's not officially over this yet. Like I said earlier, this episode was recorded before tonight's um, Monday Night Football game between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. But let's give a score prediction, you know. Something that we could look back on going to next week's episode. Now, last week, I basically said that the Ravens was gonna win. It didn't happen. I believe Noah was the only one that. Pre- Wait, uh, did you also predict the Ravens to beat the Ravens? Yeah, I predicted the uh, the Ravens to win. I believe. Okay, so we're both all one on Monday Night Football predictions. No third eye, Austin. He's one and zero. He basically got it to around the correct score margin. Like it was within three points. So. Him on that. Yeah, I, I said it was a low scoring game, but I totally forgot who was playing. <laughs> so, so what should we say your score prediction for this Lions Packers game? Because last week, you know, Detroit they lost week one against the San Francisco 49ers. They looked it pretty good. So they lost, they won on style points because they the game was more competitive than people thought it was. It was a blow initially, but they fought back. The Green Bay Packers looked trash at week one. Funny enough, the New Orleans Saints came back this week and had a similar bad performance that, that the Packers had against them. You know, yeah. so maybe we have to hold off on the whole Jameis being, you know, redeemed um, narrative that I had going yeah. last week. So what would be your score predictions for tonight's matchup between the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers? It depends on what kind of quarterback we get out of Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to continue this? destroy with from within against the Packers or is he going to come out balling um either way I predict that the game will be 27 21 uh in favor of the Green Bay Packers okay um hmm. uh, I believe the game is in Lambeau field so this is a home game for Green Bay but, yeah, but at, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing, too, because are uh, we going to get the Aaron Rodgers that clearly don't give a fuck, kind of like how last week he just did not give a fuck? Yeah. Are we going to get that Aaron Rodgers on prime time? Mm, I don't really think so. Like, I think the game is going to be closer than what people think. Cause I think Dan Campbell, I see that he has a great hand on this Detroit Lions team. And he's basically shifting the culture. There's gonna be a team that's not gonna give up. They're gonna fight for sixty minutes, but mm-hmm. I don't think they. I think it comes down to the talent, talent wise. They just fall short there. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go 31, 17, no thirty one twenty Green Bay Packers. I didn't air watch oh, wow. him. So. Yes, sir. 
right, so that said, that basically concludes our best, our best and worst of this week um, and week two of the NFL. So let's get to our last segment of the show, the two-minute drill. And I think this week we should definitely keep it within the two-minute time frame because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last week we kind of went over, like, we had an episode in this one with the two-minute drill with our Russell Westbrook, you know, topic. But, um, right. How are we feeling so far in regards to, like, Carmelo Anthony not being featured in the top half of the t- Sports Illustrated top 100 NBA players going to the 2021-2022 season? Um, lo- looking at the list, um, I, I don't know if uh, Sports Illustrated has a vendetta against him, but they got players like Kevin Herter on there. Um I, I think Derek. No, Hurd is not on the list. Hurd is not on the list. Oh, did I get the name wrong? No, he was a snub. They have Larry Nair Juniors on the list. Tim Holloway Juniors on the list. Jonathan Isaac is on the list. Evan Fournier, who I have no problem with, him, he's on the list. So yeah, those are the guys that's ahead. Those notable guys that are ahead of medal. Yeah. So I think in terms of. Play style, I think Melo has redeemed himself in the eyes of the league and uh, fans who never really doubted him. And Avika Zubak for the Clippers, he's on the list. Yeah, so you, you got players like that that I guess you could say is one small step above Melo in terms of being a role player. But just to not have him on the list after balling for the past two seasons is just to me that's absolute. just disrespectful. Yeah. It's disrespectful because come out like let's be fair, he's not he's not hoodie metal anymore. You know no, like, no. he's not Olympic metal, he's not all star metal, but he's still one of I think he's a solid role player. Like he's a key contributor off the bench in terms of scoring. Like last season he averaged thirteen points. Per game, three rebounds, shot forty-two percent for the field, and just under forty-one percent from. No, yeah, and just under forty-one percent from three, and eighty-nine percent from the free throw line. Like, how is that not top one hundred worthy? That's crazy to me. Right. So it's I, I don't know what Sports Illustrated is doing in terms of ranking their list, but um, yeah, it's disrespect, and it's something Melo has been with since he, like, decided to be blackballed. Yeah, and the fact that the dude basically had to go on ESPN first take to call, like, job to, like, appear, just to appear to save his job, that was crazy to me. Yeah. That was crazy to me, but um, I don't think that, I don't think there's 100 guys in the league better than Carmelo Anthony. Like, I'm not saying he's top 50. Okay, he's definitely not top Yeah, 50. like, when you think about it, 100 players, that's that's a lot. To say that are better than Melo, I just don't believe that. Like per thirty six minutes, he averaged nineteen point seven points per game last year. Per thirty six minutes, you know, like there's not. I'm not sure there's other players in that top one hundred list that they're not giving that type of production. You know, per thirty six. Right. That's just not happening. So I don't know, but um, what? Who do you think would be number one on the list? Because by the time we get to next week's episode, the number one spot will be taken. So who would you say is number one? It's either going to be the obvious choice of the three, uh, LeBron, um, 
Kevin Durant. Why not number one? Get the fuck out of here. You know how the media loves to favor this guy. He's not um, if, if he was really favored like that, he would he would be getting more league MVPs than what he's got. I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna be no more. I think it's gonna come down to either Kevin Durant or Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, that was gonna be my other two choices. Either gonna be those three, or it might just be that order: uh, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and uh, LeBron. It shouldn't because for me, it's KD number one. Um, and this is just based off last season. I'm just going off for of last season, not turning like pure skill and like that. But KD number one, Giannis number two. So you gotta get the Finals MVP up there. Number three, I'll say is probably uh. Damn, this is where it gets tricky. I want to say Steph Curry. I, I want. I am gonna say Steph Curry. Four, I'll probably say is um. Nikola Jokic, five Luka Doncic, six Anthony Davis, seven LeBron James, eight James Harden, nine Damian Lillard, ten maybe uh Jason Tatum. I was waiting. I was waiting on the edge of my seat to see if you say Embiid. You motherfucker. You're not putting Embiid in the oh, top I forgot, ten. I, I forgot about Embiid. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, Embiid. Who I'll take out though. I'll take out Kyrie Irving and I'll put um Joel and B. Yeah. So I'll put MB in Kyrie Irving's spot. I, I did I did forget about MB. For sure. Disrespectfully receives, man. All right. Before we wrap this up, where do you think Ben Simmons is gonna land on the list? He's gotta where be... do you, wait, hold on. Where do you think he's gonna land? Versus and also where do you think he should land? He's probably going to land in the top 20. That's I too high. You think it's too high? That's too high. I could take 20 players off the top of my head better than him. Easily. With no hesitation. It it, it depends on what they're like what they're looking at. I'm 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 gonna give you I'm gonna give you it all. And no part to KD, Giannis, Steph, Jokic. Um, LeBron, Luca, AD, Harden. That's nine names so far, right? Embiid, yeah. um, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson. That's 13 so far. 14, I'll say Devin Booker. 15, I will go Paul George. 16, Kawhi Leonard. But so now, now so it's in no particular order. 16, Kawhi Leonard. 17, I will go um, Jalen Brown. 18, I will go Jimmy Butler. 19, I will go Bradley Bill. And 20, I will go Kyrie Irving. So, you saying... So, what? You're putting him top 30 or top 40? Because I'm thinking... I'll, I'll put him, low thirties. Up on top, yeah, top. He'll be in the high end of the top thirties for me. He'll be no, no higher than thirty-seven. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see that. Like I said, it depends on what they're looking at. If they're looking at last season and. Cause I ain't get to John Morant. 
Right, exactly. I ain't get to, so. ain't get to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, there's like tons of people better than Ben. Simmons. I ain't get to Bam Adebayo. But he was runner up. I ain't, for get, I ain't get to Clay Thompson. I ain't get to Clay Thompson. Well, Clay Thompson didn't play last year. But he's still like, come on, I'll still take Clay Thompson on one leg over Ben Simmons. Like I, you said for last year's, I'm just saying. I ain't, I ain't get to call Anthony Towns. I ain't get to Anthony Edwards Jr. I ain't get to Lamelo Ball. I ain't get to Colin Sexton. I ain't get to De'Aaron Fox. I ain't get to Shea Gildas Alexander. I ain't get to well. I'll put hell yeah yeah I'll put Julius Randle over Ben Simmons too. No, because at least he could score. So can Ben Simmons. No, he can't. Yes, he can. Ben I, I think you mean at least Julius Randle can shoot, because Ben Simmons can score. Randle can't shoot either. He think he could shoot. He can't shoot either. But <laughs> Randle has a more he's, complete. He's been getting better though. He's been getting better, but yeah. <laughs> Randle has a more complete offensive package. Oh yeah, Chris Mountain. I would say Chris Mountain. I'll take Chris Mountain over Ben Simmons too, and Trey Young. Yeah, so it's so yeah. Ben Simmons can't shoot, but he can Pascal score. Siakam. Simmons cannot score, bro. Let's let's stop that narrative. If you ne- do never average eighteen a game a season, how is he? How can he score? He can score. What, what so, is your de- what's your definition so, of scoring? Just, I'm I'm not talking about a dude that just get easy layups and dunk. That's the case. Then you know. What okay, all right then. So you're talking about shooting. So let's change the wording. Ben Simmons can't shoot, and I will agree with you. But he can score. No. He can attack the basket. Bro, when I think of scores, right? I think of dudes with moves. I'm thinking of dudes with a pack of like Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. You're thinking playmakers, Bill. right? No, not so much playmaker. I'm talking about dudes with like an offensive bag with moves. Knows how to get in the spots and, sh- and score and shoot, shoot. Off, of, off, okay. off of a defense. I'm not talking about like, oh my God, like pick and roll, like, oh, free lanes in the basket, dunk, layup. Okay, all right. Because I was about to say, Ben Simmons can is a. a Huge mismatch at the guard position against anybody. It's still and can't have an 18. Hey, look, I'm not agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. Do I'm just saying you change your wording. No, bro, I don't have to change my word because it's heavily applied. When somebody say like, "Oh, right, this person is a, is a scorer," you know what they're talking about. It's not somebody. Oh, like the person could give me two points. DeAndre Jordan could give me two points. All no, but I'm saying Ben Simmons, if he wanted to, he can easily be a – he is a triple-double machine when he plays right. He there's Everybody, only, everybody there, gets triple-doubles in the NBA now. Oh, there's only four players higher than him on the most triple-doubles list. That includes uh, Luka Doncic, uh, Russell Westbrook, um, LeBron James, and I – and Luca's been and Luca's been in the league two years fewer, two or three years fewer than. Yeah, because he can shoot, bro. No, this is different between a scorer and a shooter. A shooter is someone like a Joe Harris, a Kyle Korver, a JJ Redick, spot up shooter. 
Yeah, those are shooters, spot-up shooters. A scorer is somebody that like that plays like kind of like with post moves, you know, jab hesitations, fadeaway jumpers, you know, can draw fouls, get to the line, hit, you know, gets hit some free throws, pad their, their point totals. That's like a scorer. Yeah, I, I I would consider Ben Simmons a a, a low grade playmaker. Yeah, that's what he is. A low-grade playmaker, top elite defender. That's what he yeah. is. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that, yeah. It's not a score. And to me, like, that's not what puts you in the top 25, top 30 players. Just having that type of repertoire. You know, because yeah, not in today's it. NBA. Definitely not. But um, that basically concludes. Well, we'll see where he lands next week's episode. I'm not sure we have a debate on that. Yeah. But for right now, let's plug ourselves on the way out, brother. So let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, you can follow my social media down below. Make sure you follow Noel's Austin social media down below. Yes, yes, yes. And um, as for me, you can find me at Liddell De Fashionisto on Instagram. I also moderate the True Urban Culture IG page. So you can find us there at True Urban Culture. And um, hit me up in, far, in regards to any event coverages, uh, interview coverages, anything like that. You know, I'll be the guy to basically help put that together for you guys. So, hope you guys enjoyed this week's edition of the Out of Balance podcast. We'll be back in full strength. God's willing next week. We'll be back to our big three. But I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. Enjoy tonight's Monday night football game. Hopefully, we're right. Hopefully, I'm right in my predictions. <laughs> Hopefully I'm, right. I'm just hoping to see an entertaining game from Aaron well, Rodgers. Well, all the games have been entertaining so far in prime time, for the exception of the Rams and the Bears. So, hopefully, we'll get a good game. But um, until next week, you guys, hope you guys have a wonderful week. And also, let us know in regards to, like, what's your best and worst from week two of the NFL, as well as do you believe Carmel Anthony belong on the top 100 list? If so, where would you slide him? And – is Ben Simmons a top 30 player in the NBA? So I look forward to any feedback from you guys. So until next time, we catch you guys same time, same place next week. Have a good one.